Today is Saturday. It's the 16th of February, 2019. So, in the second Metta retreat, this is the eighth day of practice, and it's for these meditators who have come from many different countries here to practice metta meditation. Sayada has noticed that your metta has already become quite strong. And for those meditators who have been here since the first meta retreat, continuing in the second one, so for those meta meditators, the meta quality is almost um, fulfilled or full. Some meditators have asked for how long they have to engage in the practice of metta meditation or how long they have to practice until this metta quality um, is perfect or completely fulfilled. Sayadaw will explain this, taking the example of mixing water with milk, cow's milk. So when one puts milk and water together and stirring well, then, can one, then one can no longer distinguish which one is the milk and which one is the water. And likewise, with the practice of meta-meditation, one has to practice until there is no more difference between a person one likes or a person one dislikes. So that there is no more distinction between living beings. One has to cultivate metta until there is equal metta or loving kindness for all beings alike. Yeah, that's correct. When one mixes milk and water together, stirring it well, then one can no longer distinguish which one is the milk, which one is the water, but um, it's all just one, one thing. It's no, there is no more distinction. Yeah. 
So, with the practice of metta meditation, it should not be that one says uh, one is able to cultivate metta for a very close friend or one is able to cultivate metta for oneself, <clears throat> but one is not able to cultivate metta for a person one hates. One must come to this point where one can equally cultivate metta for all different uh, categories of persons so that there is no more distinction between cultivating metta for oneself, cultivating metta for a respected person, cultivating metta for a good friend, cultivating metta for a neutral person, or cultivating metta for a disliked person. So there must be equal metta or the same uh, quality of metta for all of these different persons. Now there are already quite a number of meditators who have reported to Sayadaw that they are able to cultivate metta for any person, saying that whatever person they choose, they can cultivate metta and it's the same um, strength of metta that they can develop for all these different persons. So Saito uh, puts forth the question to uh, the meditators of the first group or those who have already come for the first meta retreat. It's not for those of the second meta retreat. So the question is, like when cultivating metta for either oneself or for a respected person, or for a good friend, or for a neutral person, or for a person one hates. So for which person um, is the metta best, or for which person can you, is the practice of metta um, going very well? And quite many meditators then say, well, it's the same for all of these different kinds of persons. So with this one can say that um, those meditators' metta quality is fulfilled or it is um, 
However, if a meditator say that they can practice metta well for oneself, for the respected person, for the dear friend, for the neutral person, but they cannot practice metta well for the person they dislike or hate, then one can say that for such a meditator the metta quality is not yet uh, completely fulfilled. When Zayato asked meditators from the first meta retreat, um, those who then left, um, he asked, like for 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 whom is the cultivation of meta best? Is it when you cultivate meta for yourself? or when you cultivate it for a good friend, or when you cultivate it for a neutral person, or when you cultivate it for a disliked person. And then some meditators said, well, I can well cultivate metta for myself and for the dear friend, for the neutral person, but I'm not able to cultivate the metta for the disliked person, the person. I hate. I'm Meditator said that um, he could well practice metta meditation for um, many people, but that he was not able to cultivate metta for Donald Trump. <laughs> So this should not happen. One should be able to cultivate metta for any person. So Sayadaw gave an example. Um, so in this example, three people live out in the forest, oneself, a dear friend, and an enemy. And then some, some robbers uh, came to that group of three people. So they <coughs> asked, it was just one robber, asked him what he had come for. And he said that he needed the blood taken from the throat of one of these three persons in order 
to make an offering to the spirits. So, among these three people, if oneself would say, oh well then, um, take, uh, take the blood from the enemy. So, saying like this, that would show that the quality of metta is not uh, perfect yet. So it shows that that person um, is able to have metta for himself and also metta for the close friend, but that there is no metta for the enemy. Or else, if one would say to the robber, um, you know, take my good friend um, with you, then to make this offering of blood. So this would also show that the quality of man's metta was not, not yet perfect. So this shows that uh, the person has not yet uh, equal metta for all of the three persons. The person has metta for him, herself, and there is also metta for the enemy, but the metta for the friend is not uh, perfect. So that means that this person's metta is not perfect yet. Or else, if the person would say, okay, I will go with the robber, he can take the blood from my throat. This also shows that the quality of metta is not yet perfect. There is metta for the good friend and the enemy, but the metta for oneself is not perfect. Yeah, this shows that the person has metta for the good friend and has metta for the enemy, but there is no metta for him or herself or just little, not enough metta for him or herself. So then the robber would maybe say, come on, hurry up. Who will you give? Who will come with me? Uh, decide. Come on. Um, quickly, quickly, give me an answer. If then the person would say, well, I cannot give any of these three persons to you, this would show that this person's metta, the quality of metta, is perfect. Uh, 
You as metta meditators, you should reflect. Is my metta stronger for certain kinds of persons? Is it weaker for other persons? Or is the metta equally strong and powerful for any person I cultivate metta for? So in this way, you should reflect and see if the metta is equally powerful and strong for any kind of person or being or if there are still uh, differences. Or sometimes you should kind of spread your metta all over the world or you know look all over the world around the world see different persons living there in this world and then see if you're able to cultivate metta for any of these persons living in the world if there is equal strong metta for anybody, any being um, in this world. And in this way you can check whether uh, your metta is perfect or not yet. One time, Sayado was teaching a metta meditation retreat in Malaysia, and one of the meditators in an interview then said that he was able to cultivate metta for anybody, any person, any being, except he could not cultivate metta for rats. He said that he hated the rats. He said that because he hated the rats, he was not able to cultivate metta uh, for the rats, but for any other being, any other person, uh, he could develop metta. So, look around the world and see if there are persons or if there are beings for whom you are not able or not yet able to cultivate metaphor. And if there is such a person or a being, then that means that your, the quality of your metta is not yet perfect. However, if you are able to cultivate metta for any person living in this world, if you are able to cultivate the 
cultivate metta for any being in this world, um, then it means that uh, your metta quality is perfect. So, to cultivate metta in order to attain the jhana is not difficult. However, to cultivate metta for all living beings, to have it equally strong and powerful for all living beings, this is difficult. So that's why in order to find out whether your metta uh, is perfect or not yet perfect, uh, reflect on it, uh, test it, look whether it is so or not. So, this meditator in Malaysia, um, he had a kind disposition, he was able to cultivate metta and attain the jhana. So he was able to do that, attain the jhana with the practice of metta meditation. However, he was not able to cultivate metta for the rats. And this means that his metta was not perfect. So to cultivate metta and attain the jhana, this is not difficult. Uh, some people, they are able to attain the jhana within a quite a short time. In the scriptures, there is a story, an illustration. It's about the man called Dananjani. He lived at the time of the Buddha. This man called Dananjani, he was not um, a follower of the Buddha, he was a Brahmin and uh, he did like the, the worship as the Brahmins do. So he didn't worship, he didn't pay respect to the Sangha, the Buddha's Sangha, but he worshipped Brahma. However, he had quite high regard for Venerable Sariputta. And one day, Dananjani fell sick. And the sickness uh, got worse, um, and it got so bad, uh, he had pain, uh, got so bad that uh, his death was approaching. And 
So then he called a servant and he told him to go and invite Venerable Sariputta. He said that before dying he wanted to see Venerable Sariputta. So the servant went then to Venablasari Buddha and uh, approached him and said, Venablasari Buddha, I am a servant of the Brahmin Dananjani. He is very sick and he is about to die. And Dananjani has sent me to you because he wants to meet you before he's going to die. So please come to see uh, Dananjani. So then Venerable Sariputta went to see Dananjani. When he got there, he sat down next to Dananjani, greeted him and asked him, Dananjani, are you feeling better? And Dananjani said, no, I am not feeling better. Actually, it is getting worse. I feel more and more, or my, sick, my, my disease is getting worse. It's not getting better. When Dananja, no, sorry, when Venerable Sariputta heard these words, he thought, well, before Dananjani uh, is going to die, I, I have to help him in some ways. I have to um, give him some teachings that are helpful for him. So then Venerable Sariputta asked Dananjani, Dananjani, in which realm, realm is the suffering bigger? Is it in the hell realm or in the animal realm? Dananjani then said, well, comparing the suffering in the hell realm and the animal realm, the suffering in the hell realm is worse. Um, th there is not so much suffering in the animal realm. And then Sariputta asked, well, comparing the animal realm and the realm of the petas, the hungry ghosts, where is the bigger suffering? And Dananjani said, well, comparing the animal realm and the peta realm, the suffering is bigger in the animal realm. <laughs> then when Abhasariputta asked, where is the suffering bigger? Is it in the hungry ghost realm or in the realm of humans? And Dananjani said, 
comparing the hungry ghost realm and the human realm, the suffering in the hungry ghost realm is bigger. And then next question was, where is the suffering bigger, in the human realm or in the deva realm? And Dananjani said, the suffering is bigger in the human realm, there is more happiness in the deva realm. And then, next question was, where is the suffering bigger? In the Deva realms, in the six uh, Deva realms, or in the Brahma realms? And Dananjani said, well, the suffering is bigger in the Deva realms. And uh, in the Brahma realms, uh, there is uh, much happiness. So, when Venerable Sariputta had asked this question, where is the suffering bigger, in the Deva realm or in the Brahma realms, then as soon as he had mentioned the word Brahma, Brahma realms, the face of Dananjani lit up. And as he had said, uh, saying that in the Brahma realm there is much happiness. Because Dananjani, who was a Brahmin worshipping Brahma, because when he heard the word Brahma, um, that was something familiar to him. That's why his face lit up. That's why um, uh, happiness uh, arose in his mind. So Venerable Sariputta noticed that he realized that uh, Dananjani uh, was happy to hear the word Brahma, Brahma, and um, realizing that uh, he he wanted to to attain the Brahma, the state of Brahma or Brahma realm, and so with that. Venerable Sariputta then decided to give him a teaching with which he would be able to attain the Brahma realm. So with that, Venerable Sariputta taught Dananjani how to practice metta. Wow. 
Venerable Sariputta then gave instructions to Dhananjani how to cultivate metta, loving kindness, and he taught him to cultivate metta for all beings in the East, and then cultivate metta for all beings in the West, likewise cultivating metta for all beings in the South, in the North, above and below. In this way, cultivating metta for all beings in these directions. And he also taught him how to cultivate karuna, compassion, mudita, sympathetic joy, and upeka, equanimity. And so then Dananjani put the instructions given by Venerable Sariputta into practice, cultivating metta in this way, in the ten directions, and in this way he attained the jhana. And while attaining the jhana, he passed away, and so with that he was reborn in the Brahma realm. So, Dananjani, he didn't attain or he didn't get to the Brahma realm, didn't become a Brahma because he was worshipping Brahma, but he was reborn as a Brahma in the Brahma realm because he had been cultivating metta. Brahmins, they have the belief that they only, or when they worship Brahma, when they uh, take refuge in Brahma, that this was enough to uh, become a Brahma, to be reborn in a Brahma realm. However, just worshipping Brahma is not enough to be reborn as a Brahma in a Brahma realm. To be reborn as a Brahma in the Brahma realm, one needs to engage in a practice, in the practice of the Brahma Viharas. And one needs to attain the jhana, and then, while being absorbed in the jhana, die, pass away. With that, one is reborn as a Brahma in the Brahma realm. So Tananjani, he engaged in the practice of the Brahma Viharas, he cultivated metta, and with that uh, he was able to attain the jhana. So you should understand to just to attain the jhana is not so difficult. This morning one meditator in the interview with Sayadaw said 
practice of metta meditation is going very well, saying that uh, she thought that she had attained the third jhana. What we call jhana is a state of one-pointed absorption in an object. So when the mind is one-pointedly focused on a certain object or completely absorbed in that object, that's jhana. In other words, it's a very strong form of concentration. So when one is cultivating metta, whether that is for a respected person or for a close friend or for a neutral person or for any kind of person, so when the mind is completely focused on that person, on that object, and when the mind is absorbed in that object, that person, um, so this is deep, is absorption, this is jhana. And a short addition, so like the, when the mind is completely absorbed into one's object, so there is no, there is no need for a big effort to do that. It's going quite effortlessly, going quite well. And so back to this Malaysian meditator who said that he could cultivate metta for any person, any being, uh, except for rats. So he was able to cultivate metta very well for certain persons. He could attain uh, also the jhana. So although he was able to attain the jhana with the metta practice, but this doesn't mean that his, the quality of his metta was perfect. It was not yet completely uh, perfect or fulfilled. So simply attaining the jhana with the practice of metta meditation, this is not enough. The metta is not yet perfect. In the same way as one can no longer distinguish the milk from the water when one mixes them together, when it is well stirred, there is no more distinction which one is the milk, which one is the water. And likewise, when cultivating metta, only when there is no more distinction between any person or any being in regard to the quality of metta, 
only then can one say that one's metta is perfect or that um, the, uh, one's metta practice is fulfilled. If there are still uh, differences or if the metta is not equally strong for each kind of being, then one's metta practice is not yet perfect. That's why Sayadaw encourages you to cultivate the <coughs> metta until the quality of metta is perfect. So, um, it should not be that you say, well, I can cultivate metta for these and these persons or beings, but not for that or the other person or being. Um, so, make sure that you are able to cultivate metta equally uh, for any person, for any living being. So may you be able to, or may you be able to continue your practice of metta meditation in order to make the metta practice, the quality of metta, perfect, completely fulfilled, and may you feel happy and peaceful in both body and mind. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.